This episode is brought to you ad-free thanks to all of our wonderful patrons. You can get tons of exclusive content and help us keep the show going by joining at patreon.com slash shonenflop. Welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi, first impressions mini episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series that we'll be covering in depth next week with our guest, Sarcastic Business. I'm Jordan and with me today as usual is my lovely co-host David. Say hi, David. Hi, David. You cut out there. Whatever you said was uh, was just so loud it wrecked the audio. I don't know what oh, you God. did. Oh, yeah. Hi, David. It's my gruff, oh. gruff, gruff police, gruff McGruff policeman voice. Well, that makes sense because there's a ton of gruff people in this manga, right? Oh, which manga is that that we're covering this week? We're covering rookie policewoman Kuriko. Yes, exactly, David. And so, yeah, this is Rookie Policewoman Kiriko. It's by Masuhiro Hirakata. It ran from November 19th, 2012 to May 20th, 2013, with 25 chapters and three volumes. And wow, what a first chapter it was. You want to get into the plot summary, David? You got anything else to fucking say? Anything else to fucking pronounce? All right, you look cool. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. I got you, baby. I got you. Anyway, Haruki Anjo is a young police officer who recently got his first junior officer to train. Her name is Kiriko Otanashi, and she's an ex-mercenary with some, I think, pretty blatant PTSD. And she walks around with some giant tonfa blades that she feels vulnerable without. I wasn't sure what word you were going to say after walking around with giant. Really? Yes, we'll find out. Oh, Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. So yeah, so just to jump through, there's a ton of big booby jokes in the series. Yeah, I get it. After brutally beating up 30 guys who were just hanging out in front of a convenience store, which I mean, you know, just sounds like typical police business, Anjo's salary is cut by the police chief. Kanjiro Tsutsui. Anjo responds by threatening to sexually assault Kiriko by grabbing her breasts, although Kanjiro thankfully says that he'll be fired if he does that. Flashback to when Anjo first met her, he agreed to take her on as his trainee because he heard from the chief that she was cute and had big boobs. And seeing as he is apparently a serial sex criminal, he liked that. Their police station is located in a town in the middle of nowhere where the only cops are the chief and Anjo, who was sent here because he's, you know, he's a rapist. When Anjo meets Kiriko, she thinks the spray bottle he's holding is a gun, so she instinctively almost kills him, unfortunately catching herself in time. It's very sad that she did. You know it's fiction because she didn't actually try and shoot him. Well, slice his head off. Yeah. Anjo soon realizes that the chief set him up, telling him that she had large breasts, so he would be stuck with an extremely violent and deadly junior officer because the chief clearly knew that he was a fucking sex pest and would take any opportunity to be alone with a large-breasted young woman. Popcorn David. The chief says he's about to submit a report on Anjo, who hasn't achieved a single thing in a long time, which will get him fired. He says he's got one day to do something and anything that will show that he can accomplish something. Anjo and Kiriko immediately rush out to try and find a criminal when Anjo spots an underwear thief. He isn't doing anything, but Anjo can tell because game recognizes game. Oh, fuck, I was going to make that joke if Jordan hadn't put it in the script. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anjo says they need to wait for him to actually commit the crime. Kuroko stands up and tries to arrest him immediately, kicking him in the face and sending him running. They race after him as he steals the scooter, meaning they saw him commit a crime, though I think that's entrapment or something. I feel like t- 
terrorizing a person until they commit a crime is illegal. Although, I mean, you know, it's not like that would stop cops, but, you know. Oh, no, absolutely not. Anjo tells Kuroko to run after him at full speed, but she says doing so will tear up the asphalt. When he says he'll take responsibility, though, Kuroko charges forward, saying she'll kill him. Kuroko corners him and uses a spinning whirlwind technique or something to send him flying, because I guess she was originally a Naruto character. What would you call it, David? What would you call it? (sighs) Not the cops. She uses her blades to send like a hurricane. Oh, no, I completely agree. It's ridiculous. And it allows her to apprehend the thief. They return to the chief who praises her. Oh, and it does actually turn out that he was a panty thief. As when he gets knocked into the air, a ton of panties spill out. Yeah, Anjo saw him and was just like, yeah, this is what I would do. Because I'm also a predator. So I know what a predator (laughs) looks like. And he was right. I can sense your panty stealing energy from here. Yeah, yeah. Your panty theft intent. They return to the chief who praises them for actually doing something, but says he'll have to dock Anjo's pay, which nobody feels bad about at all. This is kind of like from Futurama where they keep docking Zoidberg's pay. <laughs> yeah, if Zoidberg was a, was like a much worse person, then yes. Yes. So Jordan, what do you think of this? Man, this is uh, some manga. Yeah, Maxi B talked about this really highly, so I'm ready to see if we just disagree or if it really has a glow up. So here's the thing. I'm not sure that I actually dislike this. Like, because here's the thing. It is very blatantly, you are not supposed to like Anjo. No. This is not a series that is like, ah, oh, Anjo's touching boobs. Isn't that cool? No, the series does not like Anjo. You are supposed to dislike him. He is getting punished. And that's why I'm more okay with it. You know, it's like he's not getting rewarded for being like serial sexual assaulter. He is straight up being put in a situation where the chief is like oh okay you want to be with a girl you want to harass women here you go here is a violent like extremely dangerous mercenary you know have at it go ahead man and by the way I'm going to dock your fucking pay I feel like the chief is mainly trying to get him fired constantly oh yeah yeah which I respect because Anjo fucking sucks I mean he's not wrong yeah he's not wrong I just imagine though if this really becomes like a really strong commentary on police behavior kind of like how Hard Bullet Cop and Dolphin had to pivot really hard because it came out like a week before all the big protests. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't. I feel like this series, this could have been like fucking awful, but it's kind of giving some hints that it's a little smarter than it might initially seem. And also, for what it's worth, this is 50 pages. I read it quickly. This series goes fast. This chapter at least goes fast. I do feel like a lot of nothing happens in the first half of the chapter, though. Like, because yeah. the first 25 pages are literally kind of retreading the same joke. And it's like this author clearly didn't have 50 pages of material in this first chapter. That's fair. But it also didn't take forever to get through. You got to give him that. The art is not great. Yeah, it's very mid art is how I wrote it. It's very mid. I will say, though, one of the reasons why I'm giving this a little more credit is that even though like the main and this speaks to how the series knows that Anjo is a creep, even though Anjo is constantly talking about how much he wants to sexually harass women. And like he says it like that, like, man, I love getting to sexually harass my colleagues and shit. As much as it says that... Kiriko's not really sexualized. No, she just kind of exists. Yeah, you know, when they show her from certain shots, she has like a large bust. But I mean, the series isn't leering at her. You know, most of the time it's not even like drawn, really. It's just like so again, that tells me that the artist is a little bit more self-aware than you'd otherwise assume he would be. I just still would like a little bit more winking at the camera, you know? 
I mean, I don't know. We'll have to see because there needs to be some subtlety to it, I think, for this to work. I feel weird saying that this series needs to maintain its subtlety, but there is like a subtlety to it. Like the series isn't coming out and saying, man, brand new chapter, the officer who's a piece of shit. Like, no, you you just glean that he's a piece of shit through his actions and dialogue. And I kind of respect that. It gives a little bit more respect to the reader than some other manga might do. That's fair. I, I do think that the series definitely has potential to be good. I just, I don't know, it just felt like something was missing. But I can definitely see if I give him time to cook, you know? Yeah, I mean, this didn't blow me away either. But I mean, like, I don't know, I'm kind of interested. Would you read our 10 chapters of this? Yeah, I mean, worse comes to worse. As I said, this chapter kind of flew by pretty quickly. I mean, if this was slow and like everything else was the same, I would not read another yeah. 10 chapters of it. But the fact that it seems, at least from chapter one, like it would be fairly easy to get through. Yeah, sure. I'd read another 10 chapters. Yeah, I think this will be a quick read. Yeah. And then Jordan, though, speaking of a quick read, what do you think is going to happen next? So my guess is Anja will realize that he shouldn't sexually harass slash assault women anymore. And I want to clarify, he says sexually harass. He is also assaulting these women. The next one is someone from Kuderko's mercenary past will show up to fight her. And last one, there will not be any panty shots of Kuderko. Whoa, that's a big guess. Yeah. Mine are that Kuderko will have a bunch of pillar siblings. So imagine she was like created in some sort of science experiment or something or some sort of society. We're going to have like an assassin or super soldier organization. And that mm-hmm. some of them come to town, you know, and that's probably who she fights. Mm-hmm. I think that Anjo will get badly hurt and we'll see some sort of super berserk mode from Kuriko. So imagine like said fight, he gets like stabbed or something and she thinks he's dying. But, you know, it's a gag manga, so he's probably fine at the end. But you see, like, maybe it's like what's under her eye patch. Man, I hope those two things don't happen. But yeah. And then finally, I think that the boss guy <laughs> is going to be the absolute is going to continue to be an absolute fucking legend. And we're all going to agree he was the best character in the series. I think that's fair. He's pretty good so far. When the chief isn't on screen, I ask, where's the chief? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. And then, Jordan, though, what is your power word? Criminal, because, you know, they're cops catching criminals. And the main character, the main male one, at least, is a fucking criminal. The main female character is also a criminal, honestly, for different reasons. Oh, very smooth. Yeah. How about you? Mine is booby trap. Just because hey. <laughs> seriously about boobies and tra- entrapment. Nice. They trapped Anjo with boobies. I think definitely we're going to see how this turns out and if it gets better or worse. Yeah. But it's, you know, really booby trapped us into reading it, which isn't how that word works. But it's got boobies and it had a trap in it. So there you go. There we go. Oh, God. OK. And then Jordan, you ready for Q&A time? Just want to say my favorite horror game on Xbox, Trapped by the Boobies. Grabbed by the Ghoulies. Trapped by the Boobies. Sure. Fuck it. Fuck you it. You tried. Fuck this. Move on. Q&A. All right, Q&A. So just a reminder, you can post it in the Shonen Flop Discord. You can find a link to the Discord in our show notes or on our website, shonenflop.com. And we get priority to those who haven't asked a question before, haven't had a question answered in a while, or patrons. Kicking things off, we've got Ozzy Rat who asks, what is the most amazing adventure you've been on? Towards the end of the 2010s, I traveled to Italy to practice landscape painting. That was pretty cool. Honestly, really damaged my confidence with painting because the instructor was an asshole. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But besides that, it was really cool. Italy is gorgeous. I got to see a town made almost entirely of stairs. That's pretty dope. Yeah, how about you? I would say that just going to Japan for three weeks was really fucking awesome. You know, especially when I went to the onsen village and you had to wear traditional Japanese clothing and then enjoy the hot springs. That was a good time. Oh, cool. (laughs) And then the next would probably be my honeymoon when I go to New Zealand. So that'll be fun. Wow. 
you're gonna go to the Shire. Exactly. I am actually. We're literally making a stopover in Auckland so we can go to Hoppington. <laughs> you got one him. of my friends actually literally sent us money and he said spend this on going to Hobbiton. And I was like, you got it. So thank you, John. Yeah. John Frenchler, you're an absolute legend. Next up from Red Blade, speaking of absolute legends, if you were to do an April Fool's episode, would you rather cover a successful series as if it was a flop, either lamenting its lost potential or pretending it was bad, or cover a terrible series and act like it was great and then you're upset it was canceled? So I actually have a third idea of what we should do for April Fool's, Jordan. I don't know if I should say what I think we should do. I don't know if you should spoil it, but I'm definitely... So I think we should do... That's not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. My idea was also we could cover like the first couple volumes of Yu Yu Hakusho and act like it got canceled. God. I mean, I would probably <laughs> say I would not keep reading based on the first chapter of Yu Yu Hakusho. I'd like the first chapter, but the first few volumes, I would not. <laughs> yeah. Next up from ZZ Digital, rank the Straw Hat Pirates on how good they would be with helping you move. So, Jordan, I would say just in the interest of time, who would your top three Straw Hats that you would help have you help you move would be? Well, Frankie would just. Uh, yeah. Frankie literally could also build the machinery for your mover. Yeah. Robin would do it, and she would honestly be the most helpful, I think. Oh, she fuck. Would... Robin's a good. <sighs> yeah. I mean, Jinbei would be great, but he would have trouble fitting through the doors. And that's okay. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I'm glad we're in agreement. It would definitely not be Zoro that despite his strength, he would get lost and you would definitely lose some boxes. Yes. Nami would steal your shit. I don't know if she would steal your shit. I think she would steal your shit. I think Usopp would find increasingly more elaborate ways to avoid doing work. Chopper would not know what the fuck he's doing. Luffy would get distracted. And fucking Sanji would also get distracted. I think Sanji, though, would do a good job, especially if you have a woman that can convince him that she needs help. So if Rachel convinced Sanji to help us move... I think he'd just spend the whole time creeping on Rachel, honestly. I think he would just do it and be like, oh, here you go. And she'd be like, great. Thanks, buddy. See you later. Maybe. I don't know. But definitely Frankie. I think you're right. Frankie and Robin would be the best ones to help you move. Yeah. So actually, though, an unexpected Brooke would be really helpful because he's still strong, but he's so thin that he could be really good at, like, squeezing couches into places. I feel like Brooke would constantly be making skull jokes, which I'd be fine with, honestly. Yeah, it would help the hours go by. Brooke would be cool. Next up from Miru, we have, how do you see the magazine faring now that Jujutsu Kaisen and My Hero Academia are soon to end? I am worried. I think some series are picking up slack. I think like Sakamoto Days is just a matter of time before it gets animated. And then I know people really like Undead Unluck, which is apparently trying to be the next big thing. But it's definitely not going to be an easy time. I mean, I really want to see how Jump is going to do when One Piece ends. It's going to be rough for a bit, but I think Jump's going to be fine. Yeah. Jump has survived worse periods. Jump has survived worse. I mean, honestly, the real danger is the death of print media. That is a worse danger than anything involving Shonen Jump's catalog. I mean, I think Jump will go to digital before it gets, like, destroyed through lack of content. Like, I think Jump will be fine in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And finally, from Booty Stank, what manga would the Shonen Flop Boys want to cover, but they can't because it wasn't a flop? I mean, I would say without question, I would absolutely wish we if we still did rec episodes, Jordan, I think it's pretty clear what manga I would say we need to do a rec episode on. Witch Watch? Yeah. I feel like we covered Witch Watch in some capacity. We've done reviews on it. Oh, also speaking of that last question, Akane Banashi is also a giant hit for Shonen Jump right now. But I also feel like this is saying what manga would, would the Shonen Flop Boys want to cover that should be a flop, but we can't because it was successful. Black Clover. <laughs>
Potentially. I, I don't know shit about Black Clover, and I also don't know shit about manga, so I don't really have a good suggestion here, unfortunately. Yep. Just read Witch Watch. There you go. <laughs> I'm so glad I got Shen into reading it. Yeah. It's good. But that's all the time we have for questions today. Jordan, I want to say thank you so much for all your hard work on the show. Thank you, David. And thank you so much for your hard work as well. Oh, man. I also give props to Shane for the awesome cover art. Find her online at Illuminati. Thank you, Dylan, for assistance for editing. Find his podcast, Anime Context, at AnimeContext.com. Thanks to Tucker and Maxi B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. Find us on Twitter at ShonenFlopcast, our website, ShonenFlop.com, and Tumblr at Shonen-Flop. You can also find us on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, wherever else you get your podcasts. And come join the Shonen Flop Discord. It's open to everyone, as we talked about. You can find a link to in the show notes or on our site. You can talk with us about anime games, wherever else on your mind, or submit your questions, as we mentioned. And if you've been enjoying the podcast, it'll help us keep going consider subscribing to our patreon we wouldn't be able to keep the show running without their support you get a ton of awesome perks jordan what are we dropping in october for our wonderful patrons we are dropping making manga the shonen jump way or something i think that's how you say i think that's the <laughs> it's title. got a very strange title i think it's like the right way to make shonen jump the right way to white the right way to make manga the right way to make jump whatever fuck it it's with joey uh, eisner award nominated he drew art for my wedding and he was our wonderful Hell guest yeah. on our Harbour Cop and Dolphin episode. Speaking of that, speaking of manga about cops, <laughs> better. Well, maybe better. I don't know. Maybe this will suddenly get really good. I don't think this will end up as good as one of our favorite series of all time. But we'll see. Actually, that series hat was most improved as well. So we'll see. I love that he he's on the cover art because <laughs> uh, the cover art for the main episode is the main character Harpo Cop and Dolphin. The series arresting the protagonist of School Judgment. Speaking of Harpo Cop and Dolphin, I want to give a thank you to our Dolphin Dad patrons, abstract and male philosopher types seeking Christian Swinger. I can give you some free hinge membership if that's what you're looking for. And if ass was not meant to be eaten, then why is it between two buns? Moving on down to the ravioli tier where you get weekly photos of love my little goblin dog. She is adorable. We have Chris, Eva, Josh Robinson, Karate Chopsticks, Rachel, my wonderful fiance. We're about to go down to Florida to figure out everything for the wedding, which is in less than 50 days, and I hate it. And Trevor Schechner. Moving on down to the king of the forest, we have 090Z, Bandit Stoof, my girlfriend, Shal Florine, Gabe Lando, Jake Kirby, Andrew Galloway, Kirby Mon, Marty, Max Baker, Not Jeff, T, T Wolfwood, and you thought it was King Salamander? It was I, Jory. And then moving on down to our Galactic Ball Federation officers, we have Andy's Islands, Blombumu, Brian Sexton, David Ackerson, Dennis James Moan, Drago, Drew, Dylan Kreider, Nigel, Generic Man, Green, Hans, Heavy Metal Hermit Crab, Keanu, Kylie Denton, Lincoln Frey, Manly P. Hall, Mara Barra, My Dad, Matt, Matt Solovich, Mike Carpenter, Ralph Iskoff, Resident Warhammer Nerd, Rosenda Mendoza, Ryan Jasinski, Sarah Hydra, Scott Fischler, Silly Rookie, Simping for Sent by Ash, Staghorn, Taperclip, Tucker, Wright, and ZZ Digital. Thank you all so much, along with our Beast Children patrons. Yes, thank you so much. We love you all. And Jordan, anything you want to add into that? Uh, check out Mission Ignition. That's kind of it. That's all I got. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening. Tune in next Monday as we give our full thoughts on this series with the wonderful Sarcastic Business. This has been Jordan. This has been David. And you've been listening to the show to Flop David. Say it. Keep on flopping floppers. Bye. Bye.